But tell me, just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Welcome to another shit show on the Biker's Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Dirty and Tank. It's working. I'll make sure I'm not looking down at the computer for this one and actually looking up at a camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Kind of, actually, your eyes look for a second like that picture that's right behind us there. If you, I can see it. It's right above my head. Oh, yeah. If you look in the camera, you can see it right above my head. Fuck, you just gotten off the off a ride from that, I believe. Yeah, that was 800 miles and just over 24 hours. Was that uh, that picture there? Was that where was that when you went around the Lake Michigan? No, that was uh, fuck. What, that was uh, riding out, riding west. And oh, back. to Iowa. Yeah, dropping. Uh, Ashes off. Oh, that's right. We had a club brother's dad died, and then we dropped. We escorted his ashes out west. That's right. You slept in your probate vest. I did. <laughs> so the fuckers couldn't steal it from you. I was in. I was in charge of security, so I had to sleep in front of the door. <laughs> on the concrete floor, yeah. Yeah. The hardwood floor. Well, it's not a soft floor. No. Well, it wasn't one of them spongy floors. This is Western Iowa, you know. Well, do they have carpet there? Yeah, they did. Okay, it's paved roads that they have a problem with. Well, then if I'm elected president, I vow to pave more. Tank 2024. I vow to pave more roads in Iowa. Iowa, more paved roads in Iowa. Hundred miles off the Nebraska border. I don't even think it was that. I don't know. Wasn't that far? Yeah, you're right over there on that end. That's for sure. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, it was just double digits when we got off the highway. It said something like Lincoln, I think. Lincoln? I don't know. Fuck, that was five years ago. I don't remember. Yeah. Now, the year later, I believe uh, we had another now club brother, but he was a, he was a probate at that point in time, went on that journey, got drunk, and uh, fell asleep in his hotel bathroom. Yeah, he got, well, he got, yeah. <laughs> and then they, what, they drew a dick a dick and balls on his forehead, or was it his chest? I drew a dick and balls on his back. On his back. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's what happened. Okay, so, so the first year, we were dropping, we were escorting ashes, and they were, they were releasing them and burying some. Anyways, and then the following year, the following year was like a memorial ride. It was like a, a celebration of... You know, that club brother's father and just the journey and brotherhood and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, so we did this ride and we had a probate with us. And that said probate, had too much to drink. And he was punished. He was punished by by the way of the magic marker. And he had some, uh, well, well, he passed out on a bathroom floor hugging a toilet. And uh, he got punished by having... 
by having artwork put on him. And he didn't realize he had artwork put on him. And, you know, to his uh, defense, it was on his back, so it was probably hard for him to see. So he walked <laughs> to the lobby of, of, of a very high-class motor inn. Best Western, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, got his continental breakfast with no shirt on. And a dick and balls. With dick back. and balls and, and other obscenities drawn on his back with black magic marker in front of families with their kids. And, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to do, do, man? Hey, don't, you can't take us anywhere. No. You no. know, sorry. <laughs> well, it's like any time we, we have an open house or somebody will be with us and then they leave, uh, they leave their cell phone unattended. Yeah, don't leave your cell phone unattended. No, I never do that. Because yeah. the camera works even if it's locked yeah so yeah that's you're gonna, true you're gonna have quite the interesting camera roll if you leave that cell phone out probate <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to the topic of this podcast it's why do you probate for a motorcycle club and what happens once you die because if you're thinking about joining a motorcycle club a real motorcycle club. I know there's a handful of motorcycle clubs out there, and I use clubs loosely when I speak about these that don't have a probationary or a prospect period, and they just, here's your vest, and welcome aboard, and yeah. meetings are at the first and third of the month, and yeah, or first and 15th, or whatever the fuck, you know, they do, and blah, 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 and, you know, and they don't, they, they, they seem that, you know, when if you're an outsider looking in, you have nothing to you know, you have you have no bearing on what club life means, and you just seen what you've seen on TV. You think, well, I don't have to do any sort of prospecting or probating or hang around. Period. I just basically sign up, get my fucking patch, and I can ride around. That seems like a way better deal. The problem with that is, is that you're not earning shit. Yeah. And for all those people that think they don't have to earn shit, you have to earn shit because otherwise, unless you earn it, it doesn't matter. And to guys out there that have earned their patch, it matters. And I've seen a lot of clubs out there that, I'm not going to say I've seen a lot, but I've seen my fair share of clubs out there that have thrown patches at people or have given people a patch, and you can you can tell right the fuck away who they are. You, there's just something missing. Yeah. There's, there's some sort of honor missing or code missing, and... You know, unless you're earning shit, then then I don't know what you're doing. Well, and it's not like you could possibly explain it to anybody who didn't go through the process themselves. Well, it's like you always see those prospects and probates that are they're just going through the motions. They're treating it like a job. You know, you got those prospects and probates that they're like, okay, all I have to do is this, this, and this, and I'm okay. Yeah. You know, like it's a checklist. They do the bare fucking minimum. The bare minimum. The yeah. bare fucking minimum. They do just enough not to fucking get, you know, reprimanded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the kind of guys that are put on guard duty and yeah, they're standing where they're supposed to stand, but they're staring at the fucking ground or they're talking to some random chick or they're staring off into the fucking distance, not paying attention to their surroundings. It's like, yeah. Technically, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing by standing in a spot, but you're about as fucking worthless as tits on a bull. Well, those are the guys we stuck in right field, you know, when you're playing baseball when you were a kid, you know? Yeah. 
Last to get picked for dodgeball. <laughs> Last to get picked for dodgeball, yeah. <laughs> the crippled kid gets picked over you, you know. <laughs> Little Billy showed up to class, but he did not participate. Yeah. You know, and that's you know, and that's just it. It's like, you know, if you if you're thinking about joining a motorcycle club or you have any sort of interest in it, first of all, if, if there's a motorcycle club just offering you a patch, trust me, that's not the motorcycle club for you. No. If you want to if you want to be a part of a real motorcycle club and you want to be part of something that matters, trust me, they're not just going to throw you a patch. Because if they're willing to throw you a patch, that means they don't fucking take stock in the patch that they have. Yeah. You know, they're just looking for numbers so they can look cool at a fucking bar. Well, what you're talking about is there's no easy path. Hmm. Truly. There really isn't. No, it's a whole process. You know, you've got to become a friend of the club first. Yeah. You know, just become friendly with the people and then that sort of, you know, maybe it gets you recognized. You get recognized, you start sort of unofficially hanging around. Well, know? yeah, I mean, first of all, I don't see why anybody would want to join a motorcycle club unless they knew everything about said motorcycle club. Right. You know what I mean? Like, know at least most of the members. Know at least most of what the club stands for. I mean, obviously, I've said it before. You, everybody's heard me say it before. Probably sound like a broken fucking record, but you... You don't know what, what to ex. You don't know what the fuck you're getting yourself into once you're into it. Meaning, you don't know everything until you get that patch or you get, you know, brought in to the inner circle. There's reasons for that. There's reasons that motorcycle clubs are secretive. It's not has. It has nothing to do with what the it's media. Not, it's not clandestine. No, no, it's no. not. You know, we're not doing fucking backyard fucking gun deals with the IRA and we're not fucking dealing drugs. It's more of, there's certain things about this club that we keep secret to protect said club from outside influencers or outside forces. Well, you because know? there's jackasses out there that, you know, are talking about the very thing that you're, you're, you're alluding to. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's people out there that are going to want to do your club harm. I don't care which club you're in. I don't care which club you're looking at. They have their haters. They have their... Yeah. You know, they're people that want them to fucking fail. And it could just be for a pure and simple fact is, oh, they think they're so cool with their motorcycles and they're, oh, those people are fucking assholes. People fucking suck. You know? So, yeah, there's secrets in every MC out there. And there's, there's protocol. And there's protocol. And there's fucking ways of going about things, you know? Yep. Certain clubs, you know, they're not going to come up and ask you. I meet a lot of fucking people that have been offered to be in an MC. It's like, really? You were offered? Yeah. <laughs> they saw you at the bar and they were like, hey, you would fit right in. Come on in, pal. Shazam. Yeah. Come on over here. We, we've got a patch ready for you. Yeah, go on get that spare one we've got off on the bike. Oh, I know. They just offered it to me right then and there. Okay. You say so, tough guy. You're so fucking hardcore that they were just beating down your fucking door to have you fucking patch right into their club. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing until they asked you. Oh, they were like, man, we're going to fucking, we're going to turn our shit in and just fucking stop being a motorcycle club. And then they met that asshole at the bar and was like, wait a second. Yeah. Perfect. Well, <laughs> Finally, yeah. the final piece of the puzzle. <laughs> well, and you hear a lot of people, too, with the... Uh, I don't want to join a motorcycle club because nobody can tell me what to do. And I, you know, I'm my own person and I wouldn't be able to get through the probationary period. And to those people, I say thank you very much for not even wasting our time. Yeah. I mean, if you're such a fucking 
free individual where you're constantly in the wind and you're doing your own thing, good on you. But yeah, I know a lot of guys like that. Yeah, I know, friends yeah. with a lot of them. Well, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of dudes that fucking put hard fucking miles down that aren't part of a club, and oh, yeah. nobody holds it against them. But at the same time, I don't see why you're dogging clubs, because apparently you've got it going on. Why would you fucking even have to fucking say, well, I couldn't do it because I'm too free of an individual? Who asked you? Who asked if you could? Who asked if you wanted to? And the thing about the clubs, too, is, you know... They just want to be left alone. Yeah. Plain and simple. That's really the bottom line right there. Yep. Well, that's... Every every club wants to be fucking free. And they want to be free to operate as they see fit. Whether you're in a Christian club, you know, you want to be able to, you know, worship who you worship, you know. Christian club, I guess that'd be Jesus, but... You know, you want... You <laughs> I know, didn't know Jesus rode. He might, I don't what know. What would he ride, do you think? What would Jesus ride? You think it'd be like a Heritage Softail Classic, or oh no, it's a chick's bike. That's right. Well, I would, I would think, probably a Dyna. I would no, I think it'd be a Road King. Ah, Road King, the King. That that makes sense. That you makes know. sense. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I might be biased, but probably some straight pipes because I'm thinking Jesus is probably a straight shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you, he wouldn't ride a fucking Goldwing. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Jesus don't need all that shit on a bike. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. The guy can turn water into uh, wine. He doesn't fucking need, you know, <laughs> he doesn't need a cup holder and a fucking cassette player. Oh, shit, right? Fuck well, gold I mean, wings. Yeah, he's Jesus. Why, why on earth, if he can have everything, why would he want that? Mm. <laughs> he wouldn't ride a fucking Can-Am spider, I'll tell you that damn much. But, you know, getting back to clubs and stuff... Um, you know, I've heard people say it too, you know, I'll talk to this club member or ask somebody from this club that. And you guys always roll your eyes or always have like a, a wry smile or a laugh or, you know, look at each other and just laugh. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we've probably fucking heard it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, if I had a fucking every fucking so often, you know. So what's it take to become a member? And then I tell them, well, you got to come around. What do you, you know, oh, okay. And then yeah. what? And then, and then you'll figure it the fuck out. How about that? And then, then we'll let you know. And then there's a process and blah, 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 blah. What the fuck, man? There's not a fucking PowerPoint presentation I'm going to fucking break out at the goddamn bar to show you how to become a fucking patch holder. Yeah. And the reason why we say this is because there's so many people out there that just want that fucking patch handed to them. Patchitis. They, they somehow feel that they have already proven to the world that they're a, a righteous dude and that they're down the fucking ride, and they're going to be excellent brothers. First of all, how can you consider yourself a brother if you've just met somebody? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit drives me nuts. Well, they, I would imagine it's the same thing, too. Let's say you're in a club, you've earned your status, and then you leave the club because you want to join another club. Yep. How could you possibly go to that club and think that you're just going to magically get, you know, a patch? Yeah, you're You know not. what I mean? You're going to have to earn it all over again, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly not going to have to teach you a lot of club protocol because you'll know that. But how else are you going to, like, how else are you going to know your future brothers? Yeah. Except through that process. How are you going to prove that you want it? How are you going to prove that you're not just fucking in there just to get a patch to pull some chicks for like two, three months in the summer and then fucking hang it all up in the fucking winter? Yeah. You know, I mean, how do we know you're not going to fucking start trying to go to another club and fucking act like an asshole because 
you just run through fucking clubs. You basically show up, you do just enough to get your fucking patch, then next thing you know, you're an asshole, and you start fucking burning bridges, and then you go to the next club and do the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, we've experienced that. So far, all this shit we've talked about, we've experienced. Yeah, you see it. You, you'll always get those guys that they keep, they have all these empty promises, and they have all these empty fucking, you know, ambitions. You know, well, I just want to be, I just want to be part of the brotherhood because yeah. you guys, <laughs> you guys, man, you guys got it going on. I just want to be part of it. And then I, they, I like what you stand for in the community. You no. Know, yeah, we just had one of those, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, wh and what and what what is it that we do? I don't know. You guys like do events and stuff. You know, wh who do we help? Well, I don't know. You help people. Well, so you didn't fucking do your homework. Would you walk into a job interview for a job and not know anything about the business you're applying for, the job you're applying for? Uh -huh. The business you're applying to, the job you're applying for, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, you just don't walk into like a law firm and say, I want to be a lawyer because I think I could be a really good lawyer. Why? Because I just really like lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when do I start? Where's my office? Or you could step, you know, <laughs> get the stepbrother approach, you know, well. You know, he said that, uh, you know, you don't want to get into the family business, you know, to be a doctor. He said it's political, you know. Yeah. No, you kind of have to go to doctor school. You got to go to doctor school. They're kind of funny about that. Just yeah. like motorcycle, true motorcycle clubs are kind of funny about somebody going through the process and prospecting and becoming a brother. Yeah. You got to go to truck driver school if you want to be a truck driver. And for those of you who decide you want to try to go down this route, um, keep in mind the only thing harder than earning your patch truly is keeping the patch. Yeah. You're always going to run into those people that try to take it away from you. Yeah. Both metaphorically and literally. Well, it's all a test, isn't it? Yeah. It's a constant test. And the test comes after the lesson. Oh. Nine always. times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. Nine yeah. times out of ten, that lesson yeah, well, is before the test. Yeah, test first, lesson <laughs> second. That's how or, it yeah, is. that's how it is. Yeah, you get the test and then the lesson. And then the lesson. Whatever. Yep. And some learn, some don't. Mm-hmm. We, uh... And I bring, and I, and I guess I, I started this off because there's a reason why guys in motorcycle clubs are so fucking tight, is because chances are, if they're in that motorcycle club together, they all went down the same pipeline. They all went through the same process. So I know, well, me and you probated together, so obviously I was there when you went down that pipeline of becoming a brother, and <laughs> I've watched a handful of other guys come down the same way, and... I can only assume that everybody before me did the same thing, so we have that bond. I, you know, I we do. I, I remember uh, one of the one of the first churches we get together, and they all go into the meeting room, and then we had to clean out this fucking refrigerator. Yeah, that had uh, well, it wasn't. A, it was more of a food food museum, I think. <laughs> yeah, there was a few science experiments. In science there. experiments. This was in May, and uh, we were cleaning fucking. Uh, Stuff out for Thanksgiving back yeah. in November. I didn't even know turkey had hair. Uh, apparently, it did. I, or that, <laughs> or that stuffing could actually be hard enough to be able to pound nails into a piece of wood. Yeah. But I just remember we're getting ready to clean that fucker out, and it was so nasty. And you just said, "Well, so you know," when you asked me some innocuous question, and I kind of looked at you for a second, like, "What the fuck? Are you just gonna make small talk?" And you're like. Hey man, we're going through this together. We might as well fucking start learning about each other. Do you yeah. Remember, do you remember that? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta try to bring some fucking joy to a shit task. You know, and that's and you could say, well, you know, that's a once in a lifetime thing. But at the same time, I mean, 
you know, you, there's always struggles being in any sort of organization. There's ups and downs, and there's goods and there's bads. And if you can't fucking take cleaning out a shitty fucking fridge, then there's things in an MC you're probably not going to be able to take once they fucking come up. That's, that's fucking word right there, brother. You know, so. there's certain things that happen that you just got to fucking deal with and you got to fucking do. And Refrigerators seem to be their thing with us, though, because we cleaned out the other, the club, the bar cooler twice. We had yeah shit explode into that. We yeah. cleaned, you know, 150 cans. And, oh, by the way, they had to have them cleaned by the end of church. And, well, how long was that going to take? I don't know. It. <laughs> yeah. it could be 30 minutes, could be two hours, but, you know. Have it done by the time we're out. Yep. Oh, okay. So I'll figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hurry up and clean everything. Yeah. <laughs> you have a set amount in time. You have a set amount of time. A set that, amount of time. That may or may not fucking be longer than you you anticipate. But I tell you what, though, they came out to a clean bar and clean ashtrays every yeah. single time. Oh yeah. Good. Well, you got to fucking yeah. And if you're expecting a thank you or a good job, then oh. you're gonna wait too fucking goddamn long because yeah. basically you just did what you were supposed to do. What do you want a fucking medal? Well, and that's, you know, and that's and that's bad how to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, it teaches humility. Oh, exactly. You know? You shouldn't, you shouldn't fucking need a pat on the back to fucking, you know, go through and do what you're supposed to do. Which, you know, leads me just into a slight tangent before we get back into what we were talking about, and that is the presidency. If you think about motorcycle club and you get a biker for a president, mm-hmm. it'd be very easy to just go and every somebody comes up with a problem, you go, well... What, what, what's the problem? Oh, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Okay, well, what do you want to have happen? Well, we want this to happen. So what do you want us to do? I don't know. Figure it the fuck out. Yeah. I mean. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it. Well, you know, I mean, obviously you can't always just pass the buck, but at the same time, it's like you have all these different branches of government. You have all these different officers in a motorcycle club. Everybody's got a job. Okay. Okay. Is it your job? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Uh, your fucking job. Yeah. You know, like, figure it the fuck out. You know, that's why you got the job. Yeah. If you're uh, somebody in charge of security and you see a fucking potential fucking security threat, well, here's, here's an idea. Take figure it the it. fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think needs to happen? Yeah, if you're the treasurer, then you got an event coming up. Well, guess what? We need ones, fives, and tens. <laughs> yeah. Go to the bank. You know, you, you, you did that job for a while. Yep. You know how that was. It was probably a pain in the ass, but we did it. Didn't you know? like it. Don't like being don't like being a bookkeeper. <sighs> well, that's why I'm a glorified bookkeeper. Yep. Shit's fucking boring. Anyways, but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. anyways we're going somewhere here with the whole MC thing because I wanted to talk about a funeral. About motorcycle clubs when they have a brother die. Yeah. Because uh, we recently went to a funeral. We're going to another one. We're going this, to another one. We're this going weekend. to another one this Sunday because apparently, you know, the fucking world just keeps on dishing out fucking shit sandwiches, right? But I mean, no suit so, that we find that out the night. Yeah, the, the 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 very night after we just put another guy into the ground. What was the next day for me? Well, in the it morning. In, in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened. Yeah, it happened. Literally the following morning at like four o'clock in the morning. Of the following day of the other funeral. And it's just, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. This this whole fucking year has just been one giant shit sandwich. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, fuck, every fucking day it's like, Jesus, what, what fucking bread are we going to have on the shit sandwich today? We you are know? in September now, so this is a new month. I guess we've cleaned the bedding, the bedding slate. Yep. 
now, so we got some new ones on there. Mm -hmm. uh, we've we've run uh, run the gamut too, you know. So we had murder hornets in June. <laughs> yeah, you know you got killer diseases, murder hornets, riots. But let's get back to the the funeral we saw this that was a fly. Did you hear that? Just fly buzz yeah, right there. Yeah, I heard, I heard the I heard the buzz through my headphones. That's actually pretty fucking cool. That's special effects. Right, right here in the Biker's Lifestyle. We don't scrimp on that. Biker's Lifestyle right. podcast. We have organic <laughs> special effects. That's right. Trained flies. Trained flies. But uh, I don't know, man. That was a, a top-tiered club. Put yep. a brother, laid a brother to rest here this past weekend. Yeah, man. It's You know, and, and when people see that, they, they're always like, man, it's so impressive. And, you know, it's... It... I was kind of moved by the whole thing. I really was. Yeah, and there's a reason for it. It's because those guys recognize the importance of the guy who died. Yeah. They recognize how it impacts their club. They recognize that it's a great loss to not only the club, but his family. And they honor the fact that he had such a legacy. They honor his memory. They honor his memory. They honor everything about the man because he earned the right to be honored. And yeah. that's why you probate. And that's why you're a good brother when you're in the club. That's why you're a good patch holder. It's because this life is finite. And at the end, you want people to respect you. You want people to be able to talk about you in a good way. You know? And that's what it, you know, it's, what are you doing with your life while you're here? You know? Yeah. If you're going to join a motorcycle club, fucking give your all or don't fucking even be in it. Yeah, that's a really good point, brother. And I keep fucking bringing that up, especially when it comes to probates and prospects. You know, when they start and... They're trying to figure out, why, why do I have to take out the garbage all the time? You know, well, because you have to fucking earn this shit. Yeah. Because if you fucking die, then I have to fucking honor your fucking memory, and I have to fucking be sad about it, and I have to do all these other fucking things, because that's what you do. Because at the end of the day, you're a patch older brother, you're important. Yeah. And in, in order to earn that importance, you have to prove yourself. You have to do things to prove that you want it. That you want my importance. That you want to be part of it. If you're not willing to earn it, then then what good are you? Yeah, yeah. Man, there was a lot of bikes here this past weekend. Yeah, I don't even know how many. I don't even know what the final count was. I, over 300. There were well over 300. Yeah. Over 300. Probably 500 people. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Know. They had the coolest hearse I've ever seen, too. Yeah, yeah. Came out from Virginia, I believe it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. And there, there, uh, when they, when they, uh, when they buried him, uh, there were no machines involved with putting that dirt back in. Nope. It went shovel by shovel. Yep. His brothers buried him. Yeah, and then they literally stomped, they stomped it down on top and took care of him till the end. They sure did, man. They, took care of him sure till the did. end. You know. You know, in another month here, I'll be heading down to Florida for the winter and. I'm going to make sure I go and pay my say goodbye over at the gravesite over there. We've got a couple of people now, and, you know, but definitely say goodbye to Shipwreck and make sure that I keep his memory alive in my head, too. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he'll, he'll never be forgotten. No. You know, he was a... He's a hell of a guy. He's a hell of a guy, you know. It's, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it to people, you know. Yeah. It's just, there's those people that are just fucking important, you know. They're just... When they go, when they lose their life, it's like, man, it changes the world for everybody who knew them. Yeah. You know, it, like, it just changes everything. Yeah. You know, and it seems so, so cliche to say. And 
I get it that, you know, people aren't going to understand, but it's for people that were around the man and for people who knew him, they understand exactly what I'm saying. It changes the world. Yeah. It changes the outcome of what you thought life was going to be, you know? And <laughs> it's, it's so fucking strange. You know, I went to the man's funeral and in the back of my mind, I kept expecting to see him there to fucking, you know, talk to him. You well, know, yeah, I know. It's a big shit eating grin. You know, that, well, the smirk. The smirk. The yeah. smirk. You know, it's like you, you just, you know, and then it's just one of those weird things that hits you in weird moments. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you know, we got to go into, uh, you know, this new thing. And it's like, I wonder if, oh, well, nope, he's dead. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, I wonder if so and so is going to be there. Nope. It's like, fuck, that's right. Yeah. You know, this hasn't, it hasn't fully sunk in. No, no. And it's not, he's not the first guy either. No, I get, there's a handful of people that are like that. You know, I keep saying the back of my vest is getting full with fucking memorial patches. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, you are so right, my friend. Yeah, it's like there's, at the end of the fucking day, you know, it's, everything's finite, motorcycles are dangerous, and there's a reason why you have to earn, earn your way through this fucking life is because at some point it's going to be over, and how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered by the guy that did the bare minimum? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to be the bare minimum guy? <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to be that, but not many people are willing to earn that. I like the fact that uh, some of the older guys in the club for a while there would held us in our probate probationary period in, in esteem. And we, uh, if you recall, one of the churches we were at, and then we had a new prospect come in. And one of the older members of the club looked at the prospect and he pointed at Dirty and I and he said, you see those two right over there? He said, those two guys prospected the better we, best we've ever had anybody in the club. And you got our, that bar is raised real high. Remember that? Yeah. That's an honor, man. I mean. Well, it's, you know, it's. I didn't, it's not, I wasn't setting out for that type of a reputation. You, you understand what I'm saying? We just, no, I hear we, what you're saying. We just did what yeah. well, we, we thought we'd. Should do. And everybody goes through it in a different way. Everybody handles prospecting or probating differently. Well, and it'd be, it's probably easier to do it with somebody else than it is on your own. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and every club is different in the way they, you know, prospect or probate a member. <laughs> you know, every club is different for what they're looking for. Every club is different, period. You know, as far as yeah, what true. they stand for and what they're about, every club is fucking different. Yeah. You know, it's not. If you truly want to know, you might as well just go and join and, and figure it out. Because, yeah, that's just that's as close as you're going to get to it right there. Yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not a straight protocol for how clubs, you know, prospect to probate somebody. It's sort of whatever that club values in a person is what they what they need to find out. You know. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're you're made fun of and you get sported with a little. Yeah. Um, you know, you learn about the nickel and dime. Mm-hmm. And uh, you learn that one quick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after a while, you start going to the bar and you fill your pockets with different kinds of beer. And then when the brother, you know, yeah. they try to do the nickel and dime, then you're just, you know, handing them out their beer. Yep, let me yep. have your money. Yep, there you go. Yep. Wow, you're quick. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, you, try to, you try to prove that you are thinking ahead, that you're taking it seriously. You know, I don't give a flying fuck how you take out the garbage as long as it's taken the fuck out. As long as I don't have to tell you to take out the fucking garbage. Because if I had to tell you to do something, chances are you've already fucked up. 
because you should probably be smart enough to realize that the fucking garbage can is full and realize it's your job for it not to be full. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you just said it right there. You just hit the nail right on the head, you know? Through the course of the exercise, you learn the lesson. Right. I mean, it, you know, wax on, wax off, man. Karate Kid all over again, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Right? Shit ain't fucking rocket science, man. No, but there's a purpose to it. And like you had said as a lead into it is if you're in that club that doesn't have that period and you're purchasing a patch yeah. and you're waiting out a 90-day interim period, then what are you really fucking doing? Oh, you prove that you had fucking $200 and, you know, the bank so you could buy your patches and then you had them sewed on and yeah. now there you go. I, uh, it was a guy that was in uh, Abate with me uh, years ago and mm-hmm. it's before I, I, you know, I ever even thought about coming to Motorcycle Way and the, the more I think about it, this might have been one of the things that started me thinking about going towards a motorcycle club. And uh, we were at the state capitol, and we were doing some lobbying. Yeah. And then we uh, were getting done, and I said, hey, well, you know, we're going to go down to the, you know, that clubhouse, from that, that club, you know, up, up there. They always have a big hospitality thing. And he said, oh, yeah, 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 I'll go. I'll enjoy some brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I stopped for a sec. Yeah. And I was like, what, what, do they turn it off and on? Like, does it happen, like, when I walk in the door, and then when I leave, I don't have any more brotherhood? Yeah, and he had no answer for me. And this motherfucker went through the army. You well, know, he, it's, <laughs> it's because he's just saying what he thinks he should say. He's just he's just saying what he thinks you want to hear, or what people, you know, <laughs> what he thinks people want to hear. You know, people throw the brotherhood. I'm here for the brotherhood. And, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you know, your actions prove differently because, you know, you don't show up. And then when you do show up, you're fucking... Stand in the goddamn corner, not talking to anybody, and then you disappear out of fucking nowhere. Eh, that's not exactly building a brotherhood. That's just going through motions. Saying, well, I was there. Did you see me? Right, ride your bike to church, bring it home again, quick, take something apart, and then when it comes time to do a run on, I man, my, my bike's apart. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, there are those people that fucking always fucking play on the pity of others. You know, little pity me, so they won't fucking, you know, reprimand me. Well, you know, it's if you look at it too, like each individual excuse seems innocuous all on its own. Yep. Yep. Plausible. But when you start to link them all together, I mean, it tells another fucking story. Yep. And you know, that's one thing you do. It's in your face in the motorcycle club world, and and you you deal a lot with absolutes, yep. stuff you see, actual facts. Um, it's not what a motherfucker says; it's what you watch him do. Yeah. And it's and and we say all these things to just kind of nail. That fucking bring home the whole fucking enchilada, which is the reason why we fucking honor those that have fallen and those that have died in this life is because chances are that person has proven time and time again that they're worthy of our respect, they made a huge fucking difference, and that their passing will impact us for the rest of well, for the rest of my life. You know, I'll never forget the man. There will be an emptiness there that will never be fulfilled because nobody can fulfill those shoes. You know, that person's never going to come back. There's never going to be a person that's going to, oh, well, I don't even care about the other guy because this guy now showed up. No, everybody's different. Everybody's a unique character. Yeah. You know? And it, you know, it just, it's not just one person. It's it's a handful of people, you know? I've, I've seen it. Uh, over the years, I saw it with Abate. I saw it now in the club world. There is the 
there's a guy that'll pass in one of the clubs, and, you know, there's just not a lot of people at his funeral. No. And there's a reason for that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you get what you put into it, you know. If you're out of it, what you put into yeah, it. You get, yeah, you get out of it what you put into it. What a and, concept. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I know in today's society, you know, everybody gets a participation award, but in the MC world, not everybody gets a partition, you know, participation no. award, especially if you're in a real MC, not just one of these fucking pop-up fucking hand everybody a patch fucking MCs, which unfortunately are becoming way too fucking common. Yeah. But... I can't, I can't worry about what they do because fuck them. All I can worry about is us and the people that we choose to associate with. Yeah. Choose to. That's right. No, and that's just it. You know, I mean, even if the patches are different, we still go through the same thing. We still go through the same fucking hardships. We still go through the same good times, you know. And so when one club feels a loss, we all feel a loss, you know, because they're part of a bigger community. And I think that doesn't get you know, represented too well in the, in the world of media, whether it's social or mainstream, Yeah, you know, it's true. Mainstream media still to this day, fucking treats motorcycle clubs like these, uh, lone gangs running around the country, pillaging and raping and wherever they go. Or the, or the black widows. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Chasing orangutans around the world, you know? Yeah. The old Clint Eastwood movies. Yes. <laughs> Date yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. That's all right. But, you know, it's. I don't know. I feel like I'm droning on and on and on about it. But if you take anything away from this podcast, if you're, if you're watching this for whatever fucking reason and you're part of a club or you're thinking about being in a club, just realize all the bullshit you go through is worth it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, all you have is your balls and your fucking respect. That's true. Do people respect you? Do they think you're a man? Because at some point, you will no longer be here on this planet. At some point, your life will end. We all die. It's how you're remembered that truly fucking matters. Yeah. And that is all based on how you live. Your legacy. Yep. What's your legacy? Are you going to be the lazy guy that did just enough to get by that everybody kind of was like, man, what the fuck is that guy doing? Well, I mean, if, you know, if people know he is a douchebag, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be remembered as a douchebag. Yep. I mean, how do you want to be remembered? Because that's what we all are going to end up being, is a fucking memory. You know? And on a lighter side, Tank 2024, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Tank 2024. That's right. Time for a real leader. A real leader. A real leader. Nationwide poker run. A nationwide poker run. Now, you got You have to admit, there is uh, there's a lot, there's only upside there's only upside on that. And I was kind of thinking about it. Like, you could pull that off, a nationwide poker run. Yeah. Well, because there's 52 cards in a deck, right? Uh-huh. And there's 50 states. Uh-huh. Okay. Take the two jokers out. Yeah. Well, no, there's... I know, 52 cards. Yeah, yeah there's still 52 cards. I, I know. <laughs> I was just fucking with you for a sec. Well, I was going to bring in the fact that you could bring in Puerto Rico and uh, Gra- uh, Guam. Oh, right, right, yeah. Then the Virgin Islands, but then that's 53, and oh. Puerto Rico would be a stretch. And so would Guam. We could always we could always get to 57 and put Samoa in there. Didn't Obama say that he traveled to 57 states? I have no idea. I think it was during his first campaign. Yeah, we went to 57 of them. I don't know. 
He could have. I I don't know. Maybe there's something we don't know about. I'm still trying to figure out how to do this because because then what would you do? You, you how would you work that? Would you do it like a if you're doing a poker run, you're gonna have five cards at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So would you take would you take your best five cards? But if you do fifty-two, then you can have you know four aces and a king, you know. How would you do that? How would you do a? I wonder. Well, you know what you could do. You could do like a uh, like a uh, regional type thing mm-hmm. where you do like a poker run every year and just do regions like the southwest region and then you do like the like the south north region, northeast, midwest, and just have a region where okay this year we're doing this region and you can go to say five states. You know, and everybody gets a card. And that's how you can do that poker run. Or just a, a thousand smaller poker runs throughout the country, all for the same cause with the same premise. And what would the cause be? What do you think is a wor- worthy cause of said poker run? Right right now? Yeah. Truth in media. Yeah, well, yeah good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good fucking luck. You know, that's, you know. And the end of yellow journalism, let's uh, get the opinion out there and actually have reporters start to report shit and then let us decide. But no, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's so many. I mean, which one do you pick? You know, exactly. I mean, childhood cancer sucks. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say, how do you say no to fucking sick kids? No, I just don't have a dollar for you today. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sick kid with cancer. Can't do it. Or what about fucking. Unwanted animals. Unwanted animals. You know, yeah. who, who could fucking look at a fucking dog and say, yeah, you need to get euthanized because nobody loves you, puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Enter the Sarah McLachlan song. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> Alyssa Milano, you know, with the. She's got her own podcast, too. Does she really? Yeah, uh, she was bitching about it. On this some puppy's sort of... allergic to peanut butter. I can't believe everybody listens to Joe Rogan and not me. Bitch, nobody cares what you think. Shut up. Yeah, just show up in a bikini again. We'll all look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't she do that for some award ceremony or something, showing up in a bikini? I don't remember. I know she was on on Who's the Boss and Charm. Okay. And she was in probably one of the greatest movies ever, fucking Commando, as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Yeah. There's a a fun bit of fucking movie trivia. that's right. Yeah, Commando, she was the daughter. Trying to think of what else. she was also in uh, that David Spade movie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Where he's yeah, the yeah, childhood yeah. star. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Fuck. What the fuck was the name of that? Yeah, Dickie something or other. Something like that. Yeah, Dickie the. Either way, movie. nobody gives a fuck what she thinks. No. So. Why would we give a fuck with any of these Hollywood fucks or any sports person for that matter? They're they're professional entertainers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't give a flying fuck what LeBron James thinks. I don't watch <sighs> the NBA. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, getting back to your point, what would be a, a cause? I mean, I, it's hard to say. You know, you just sort of have well, to... Well, I would say cancer. I would say cancer is a worthy cause. Obviously, uh, any sort of veteran cause would be a worthy cause. Um, yeah, it'd be kind of hard to get everybody together on, like, you know, sudden infant death syndrome when you've got, you know, so many people out there thinking you can do an abortion a kid up until 18 months old. So yeah. that's a kind of a gray area there, evidently problematic. Yeah, there's yeah. few, few bugaboos in the way of thinking there. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't either because, so, I mean, you talk about animals and we talk about, you know, we got animals that need home needs home. Well, we've got a ride coming up here for homeless vets. Yeah. 
I mean, so, you know, I mean, there's a worthy cause right there. Anything associated with veterans. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, you know, cancer and veterans. Cancer, veterans. I mean, you can't really, you can't really say that either one of those causes are a, uh, you know, shallow cause. I mean, when it comes to cancer patients, I mean, cancer is extremely deadly. It plagues a lot of Americans. It plagues a lot of human beings. Yeah. You know, I mean, cancer's a motherfucker. Yeah, so is Alzheimer's. Yeah, so is, so is Parkinson's. So is Parkinson's. Parkinson's. There's like 65 forms of Parkinson's. Diabetes and heart Diabetes, disease. Diabetes, heart disease. There you go. I mean, where do we start, people? Where, well, do we, where do you possibly start? I don't know. That's why you just fucking flip the coin and fucking go with one. And unfortunately, there's always enough causes out there to facilitate any poker run that you want to put on. Yeah. Pick one. Well, you know, and that's the whole thing, too, is what's to stop anybody in this country from doing any sort of event, any sort of action to help out any group that's in need? You know, just yep. be altruistic for crying out loud. Just, you know, if you can't give up your money, well, then give up yourself, your time, and your talent and try to help some, somebody else, you know? Yeah. There's a there's enough causes out there to go around, that's for sure. Yep. You know, there's enough causes out there to go around. You know, if you're in the motorcycle world and you want to do something that's worthwhile, then put together a ride and raise money for a cause. Which yeah. cause? I don't know. Pick one. We got a club brother of ours that before we, he was in the club, he's been doing St. Jude's for years. Yep. You know, and why is that? Well, he had a personal experience with it, where you know you you lose a loved one to it. Uh, yeah. Kind of leaves a hole in your heart. You know. We've got we've got multiple brothers in this club that were part of a uh, motorcycle association that uh, dealt with child abuse. That's right. That's right. We have, you know, we have brothers that have fought cancer. Yeah. We have brothers that are fighting cancer. Fighting cancer, yeah. You know, I mean, we have brothers that were in the military. Mm -hmm. We have brothers that have done X, Y, Z, and A, B, C. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's cause out there for any charitable event. There's a cause out there that's worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. You know? Here's the thing, too, with us. Um, you won't see us raise money for one of us in the club with one of our efforts. Yep. And the reason why, and a lot of people say, well, why not? It's one of yours. You guys should be able to do an event and and uh, and raise money to help that person out within your club. And it's like, well, no, because it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it looks, the optics the aren't optics great. The optics are not great. <laughs> I know, I know. The optics aren't great. You but. know, we, but I can assure you that uh, the majority of that are, these events that happen are above board beyond comprehension. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, well, they're only doing it because they're doing so many illegal things. They want to look cool. No, no. no. That's not it. No. I mean, there's no club on planet Earth that does good things because they're doing bad things. They're doing good things because they want to. No, there's bad members. Well, I mean, that's just it. I mean, it's, there's, there's not enough, an MC cannot do enough charitable shit for the mainstream media to look at him in a good light. I mean... Even certain motorcycle associations who literally fight child abuse, and that's their only goal, it says it in their name, Yeah. still get called a motorcycle gang. Yeah. And they're still looked at in a negative light in certain aspects. Yeah. Because of what the mainstream media and Hollywood has put out there. Yeah. You know, but they still do what they do. That's true. And they do what they do because they believe in it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's honorable. 
And that's why we go to funerals, and that's why we do our best to fucking honor that person that's passed. And yeah, it's it's all it's all for the you know it's all for a reason. You know, you probate for a reason. Yeah. You you get honored for a reason. You know, everything that you get in this life is earned if yeah. it's done properly. If you were that little kid who nobody came to your ten your your ten year old birthday, and you invited your whole class, maybe it's you. It might be you. It could be you. Hey, <laughs> I don't know, man. You just you just hope people at least look at themselves and uh, at least apply that uh, that judgment in the mirror. You know, when you look at yourself and say, well, how, maybe I could have changed. Maybe I could have done that differently. Yeah, nobody wants to fucking die alone. Tell you that, you know, all these hardcore motherfuckers. I don't need anybody in my life. All I need is my motorcycle and yeah, like twenty dollars for gas. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, I'm gonna live off the land. Okay, you go live off the land, man. You go sleep on the side of a highway somewhere that's never gonna fucking happen because you get busted for vacancy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you're hardcore, man. Yeah, wait, oh, I want to <laughs> look like a scooter tramp from the late sixties, early seventies. Okay, well, first of all, go out and get a hardtail. Yeah. You know, let's put a panhead in it. Yeah. You know, bone stock panhead. Yep. Try to soup it up a little. Something that uses just as much oil as it does gas. Yeah, stick a little dust roll on the back so you're going to sleep on the ground or in a ditch all the time. Riding on that hardtail around the American roads right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with with uh, $20 in your pocket, and then we'll see how far that gets you. I'm going to mow lawns in every state that I stop at. Yeah, I'm going to be... Gas a, money and for food money. I'm going to be a dishwasher. <laughs> well... Kind of hard to be a fucking dishwasher when the COVID's got all the restaurants closed, when <laughs> they're dining rooms, you know. Yep. You don't got to. You're not gonna wash wash styrofoam because you ain't taking them fucking containers back. So, I don't know. I mean, all the people on salary management are the ones doing all the dishes. So exactly. You know, I mean, uh, shit, man. Let me probably wrap this up. I but think so, but I guess all I'm trying to say is, is, you know, for anybody out there that sees motorcycle clubs out and about, and they think that that motorcycle club is somehow something they want to be a part of realize that you're going to have to earn that patch realize you're going to have to earn the respect and once you do those things you have to maintain those things you have to keep trying to earn the respect by being just a righteous human being being yeah. being honorable being good to to those around you make a good memory of yourself yeah because at the end of the day best case scenario you're a patch on a back or you're a fucking picture on a wall. Yeah. And that's how you're going to be remembered, is your fucking reputation. Yeah. Your legacy. Yep. The memory of you, man. And for all the motherfuckers out there who got, got a couple friends that are in a motorcycle club, and you go to some of their events and maybe show up at the clubhouse every now and then for their open houses, and then you're suddenly going to be out there in public spouting your, 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 uh, your, your fucking yapper off, talking about how you know about this individual club. Unless you're in it, wearing the patch, you know fucking shit. Yep. You know shit. Supporters are not involved in meetings. No. No. <laughs> no. No. But Tank 2024, we need to get this going. We need people to start sharing this shit. We need to start fucking getting this grassroots this grassroot fucking campaign underway. Yeah, you know? I think I mean, so. We, it, we're, we're ahead of it. It's, it's time for America to finally have a president who's not afraid to say it like it is. It's time for America to figure it the fuck out. Figure it the fuck out. Together. That's right. And it's also time to remember that uh, the most dangerous part of the motorcycle is the nut that connects the fucking seat to the handlebars. 
Tank 2024. See ya.